Why we don't trust robots? Robots raise all kinds of concerns. They could steal human jobs, as some experts think. And if artificial intelligence grows, they might even be tempted to enslave humans, or to annihilate the whole of humanity. Robots are strange creatures, and not only for these frequently invoked reasons. We have good cause to be a little worried about these machines. An advertisement for Kuka Robotics Can these machines really replace humans? Imagine that you are visiting the Quai Bronly Jacques Chirac, a museum in Paris dedicated to anthropology and ethnology. As you walk through the collection, your curiosity leads you to a certain piece. After a while, you begin to sense a familiar presence heading towards the same objet d'art that has caught your attention. You move slowly, and as you turn your head a strange feeling seizes you because what you seem to distinguish, still blurry in your peripheral vision, is a not-quite-human figure. Anxiety takes over. As your head turns, and your vision becomes sharper, this feeling gets stronger. You realize that this is a humanoid machine, a robot called Berenson. Named after the American art critic Bernard Berenson and designed by the roboticist Philippe Gaussier and the anthropologist Denis Vidal, Berenson is part of an experiment underway at the Key Bronley Museum since 2012. The strangeness of the encounter with Berenson leaves you suddenly frightened, and you step back, away from the machine. The uncanny valley. This feeling has been explored in robotics since the 1970s, when Japanese researcher Professor Masahiro Mori proposed his uncanny valley theory. If a robot resembles humans, he suggested, humans are inclined to consider its presence in the same way as others would that of a human being. But when the machine reveals its robot nature to us, we will feel discomfort. Enter what Mori dubbed the uncanny valley. The robot will then be regarded as something of a zombie. Mori's theory cannot be systematically verified. But the feelings humans experience when they meet an autonomous machine are certainly tinged with both incomprehension and curiosity. The experiment conducted with Berenson at the Key Bronley, for example, shows that the robot's presence can elicit paradoxical behavior in museum goers. It underlines the deep ambiguity that characterizes the relationship one can have with a robot, particularly the many communication problems they pose for humans. If humans are wary of such machines, it is mainly because it is not clear whether they have intentions. And, if so, what they are and how to establish a basis for the minimal understanding that is essential in any interaction. Thus, it is common to see visitors of the Key Bronley adopting social behavior with Berenson, such as talking to it, or facing it, to find out how it perceives its environment. In one way or another, visitors mainly try to establish contact. It appears that there is something strategic in considering the robot, even temporarily, as a person. And these social behaviors are not only observed when humans interact with machines that resembles us, it seems people make anthropomorphic projections whenever humans and robots meet. Social Interactions an interdisciplinary team has recently been set up to explore the many dimensions revealed during these interactions. In particular, they are looking at the moments when, in minds, people are ready to endow robots with intentions and intelligence. This is how the sci-fi project was born. Based on interactions between humans and a robotic lamp, this project seeks to better understand people's tendency to anthropomorphize machines. After they get accustomed to the strangeness of the situation, it is not uncommon to observe that people are socially engaging with the lamp. 
During a game in which people are invited to play with this robot, they can be seen reacting to its movements and sometimes speaking to it, commenting on what it is doing or on the situation itself. Mistrust often characterizes the first moments of our relations with machines. Beyond their appearance, most people don't know exactly what robots are made of, what their functions are and what their intentions might be. The robot world seems way too far from ours. But this feeling quickly disappears. Assuming they have not already run away from the machine, people usually seek to define and maintain a frame for communication. Typically, they rely on existing communication habits, such as those used when talking to pets, for example, or with any living being whose world is to some degree different from theirs. Ultimately, it seems, we humans are as suspicious of our technologies as we are fascinated by the possibilities they open up.